This episode of the Horse Feed UK has been brought to you by Cantley Box, the number one equestrian subscription box company. Their outlet store is now available online at cantleybox.co.uk. Hello, baby. Hi guys, welcome back to episode 9 of the Horse Feed UK podcast. We're super pleased that you've decided to join us for this fortnight's show. As always, up first there's myself and Amy Bolin chatting about the latest local equestrian news and gossip. And then on from that we've got our main interview. This time it's with Samantha Osborne. She's had numerous wins and successes across a variety of equestrian disciplines and she's kindly agreed to not only come on board for the interview but also to come on and to do future guest interviews for us. We're going to give you a sneak peek of the first interview that she's done with us, talking all about the Breeze Up sales and also find out a little bit more about Sam herself. On from that, we've got our rider review and of course, your favourite, the social media shout outs. Stay tuned for those towards the end of the show. We hope that you enjoy this episode. As always, we want to know what you think and if anybody wants to get involved or contribute, please let us know. You can get us at the website, thehorsefeeduk.co.uk, Instagram and Facebook, thehorsefeeduk. Apologies for the quality of this recording. This is live on location, if you can call it on location, in the front of the horse box driving back. Princess Pony Party Bus, actually. All right, we'll go with that on the Princess Pony Party Bus on our way back from Thompson House. Yeah. What have we been doing, Amy? We've just been to the Art Equestrian to a show with little old G Man, or Grandy, as he should be called. Grandy's 28. He is. And retired because he's naughty. <laughs> but we do try, and I just like to get him out once a year because he enjoys it. He loves everyone clapping basically because he's done it all his life since he was four. He's always been out and shown. So it's nice it? just to take him somewhere and just spend a bit of time with him. So you did well today. What did you get, Amy? What he, did you get? You got second in the small breeds. And then we were fourth in the veteran, 15 and over. So 28 is a big ask because there's a hell of an age difference. They, they were all and they were good classes. They were strong classes. No, really nice. Definitely no. And there were some absolutely stunning ponies yeah, there. Definitely. So no, a really good result. And he's in the back of the box now. And Amy's a bit perturbed because the girls neigh at her the whole way. And Grandy's so little and so light. And you almost you can't want... see him on that camera, can you, oh, Amy? Like, have, we left him, have we left him at the show, Grandy? And he won't talk to me. Sing back. No, he's not interested, he's just oh, getting yeah. me on for my tea. But it's been quite a good day. We went to and watched our friend Kerry at Longton Dressage this morning. She did amazingly well. And then obviously off to the show this afternoon with Amy, which was also good. We've got um I know Akeisha and well Anna's definitely going up to the show tomorrow with her pony. Um and I think Akeisha's been out a little bit as well, sort of this week with hers. It's yeah. just nice, isn't it, that things well, are split that over two days to allow for social distancing. It was well run though. Yeah, Do you was. know they went through them very well and, and the judge who was the judge again, Ames? Daniel Park. Daniel Park. Park, sorry, it's saying like something else because Ames just got a mouthful of Kit Kat. <laughs> Daniel Park that was. <laughs> so yeah, it, amazingly it was really well run. It sort of is it was getting two at a time just to keep the class flowing and to stop any hold-ups. No, it was it was really good. Um, yeah. everybody was making an effort to sort of get into the class on time. So no, they've done a great job over at Thompson House, that's the arc 
equestrian centre sure so no fantastic and I've got rid of the Kit Kat now yeah so I won't eat before I go in the ring it's not superstition right okay so she was hungry and then um, I got a lovely sausage butty from the calf um, but unfortunately by the time we'd finished it was close to Emmy so you it's didn't me and Grandy got sausage sandwich um, and we got chunky Kit Kat on the drive home I'm winning standard yeah I think you got the better deal so no that's this weekend that's, I think it's been great it's nice and we're getting out Amy's kindly let me a pony where are we going next Saturday Ames? we're going with CF Fun Rides which is one of the Cheshire hunts uh, uh, to Dursbury. Alright, oh, Warrington. okay. Warrington. Nine miles, I'm going to kill you. I'm dreading this. I've had a couple of lunch lessons this week with Amy on, on the Princess Pony. Perfectly well behaved. It's just my legs. What was I like the second time? They weren't that bad, actually. It's more your <gasps> upper body that you collapse through. You completely forget about your core. Yep, so there was a lot of shouting from Amy. I Motivational speak. It was constructive Oh, that's what, just loud at volume. Constructive <laughs> criticism at volume, but no, every little helps, and I know she. It only comes from a good place. But we're getting there. Practice makes progress, as my little motto seems to be at the moment. So yeah, we'll keep at it. But it's just surprising. I've not sort of ridden properly for about three months, and you lose that muscle. It's like we're running, though. I do run. I did the Couch 5K last year. Um, didn't run on from that, and now I'd, I'd struggle with week one. I do struggle with week one. I've done week one again about five times now. I'm, I'm back at it again this week. Not so even I struggle with week one. I can't run around the ring. <laughs> <laughs> it's interval training. Interval training, but we'll get we'll get better at that. So yeah, so we've got our fun ride. I need to get get fit enough to do sort of nine miles on a pony. Um, I think we'll get round Ames. I just don't think I'll what be able to walk. I think you are getting round. There's optional jumps as well, so don't worry. They're optional. <laughs> <laughs> I won't worry. They're optional. We'll walk round them. I've said. It's all right for you though. You get to do the ride and then go home. I'll have to bath two ponies and get one ready for a show because we're off doing working hunts the next day for our first working hunter out in McCanny. You are, aren't you? That's at the local riding club again at Longton. They've been great. It's, uh, no, 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 oh, is one. it not? Yep, Which one is it? I share you my diary. Oh, she does. Don't know where she I does, because I don't commit it to memory because it's We're that much. We're up at um, Croftark for Equistar's show. Ah, right, okay. And that's where I'm going the week after? You're Croftark, taking me? Yeah, right. to East Lancashire. But we're going to the East Lancashire. See, I need Amy in a diary to keep me organised because I, I don't understand a lot of it. Anyway, I do get you very confused. You just get the van and I take it. You go, oh, this is nice. They don't have sausage butter. <laughs> <laughs> where's the calf? They're like, where can we get it? And it's like, where's right. Where's the calf? Where's the toilet? Did you know there's a bar? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, Sam, have you got your number? Do you know what class you're in? Yeah, yeah, we'll be fine. But yeah, Amy's the organised one, so no, that's fantastic. So yeah, so it's great to see everybody getting out and about and to be getting out and about a bit ourselves. Have you any news or a question, Gossip Amy? What have you been seeing or hearing about this fortnight? Olympia's still meant to be going ahead. Oh, are we going if it is? Yeah. I've never been. I've never been. I wish I'd go then. It's, it's going ahead at the minute. The, the um, SSADL are looking at holding direct qualifiers only because obviously they normally do the different rounds of qualifiers. Not sure what BSPS are going to do with the Heritage yet though. Right. Um, but then they do have the direct qualifiers down at the Heritage Champs, which I think we'll still be going ahead. They've not cancelled this yet. I said right as if I knew what heritage was, to be honest with you. Do you want to explain that? Oh, made to the Right, okay. things that I have. Right, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we're hoping for Olympia. As far as we're aware, it's still going ahead. It's still going ahead as yet. So they are selling tickets. And then the veteran again works in a similar way. So they are looking at just having direct qualifiers. But not. The rules are very much like, this is what we're going to attempt to do. We'll let you know if anything changes. Hopefully we get to go ahead. So... It is touch and go, and I think I've spoken to a few people that wanted to 
just had Christ Christmas, which mm. God no, it seems so long away. And the way uh, do you think the hoping that restrictions? What, do you think the hoping that restrictions will have been la lifted a little bit by the time I'm coming around, or do you think there's it's I, difficult one? Well, I think it's too early. It's too early to call, to call it. Yes. Yeah. One minute everything's reopening, the next minute actually that area is potentially going to be locked down. It's a tough one. Yeah. You're still on the committee at your local riding club and mm -hmm. they've, you know, we went to the clinic last time and they're obviously putting yeah. on, on dressage and stuff like that. What, from an organiser's point of view, how, you know, it feels like you're getting back into the swing of things with it now. What sort of allowances are you having to make? Um, everything's taking more time. Yeah. We're having to be spread out. We can't run at full capacity like we used to. So we've been doing flatware clinics, showing clinic, working onto clinic and dressage events. Dressage, we've been really lucky in that we have quite a large show field with some decent sized arenas, so we can get two arenas out completely separate one that part, one side, one part, the other. So we can spread out. We've been really lucky to get some judges to be able to bring around writers as well for the dressage because that's a big thing. How do you have two people sat in a car together? You can't really, of course. Um, so yeah, it has been just logistical, very, yeah, yeah. But it's, interesting because we had this today was our second dressage event the first one was fantastic really well received and everything really well supported as our dressage events to be fair always are um, but there was a few things not wrong but that we went ah next time we could do this instead and it's just getting that flow but i think everyone's going to be pretty much the same it's still it's just it's, it's a learning curve isn't it yeah. for everybody any organizer or any question business i guess or it questions ourselves as you're going out doing things it's like in everyday life we're sort of having to adjust and adapt and overcome basically and it does yeah. see feel like it's getting easier either that's because we're all getting used to it but no um and it's like well, we said <laughs> I think most people are. I think if you spoke to many questions and just like them, everybody's like, no, I just as long as I can see my ponies, that's fine. No, so we're all faring pretty well. So some good things, and you know, a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Fingers crossed towards the end of the season for Olympia. Um, hopefully, things do feel like they're getting back a little bit. But either way, this is you know we're all managing, aren't we? And we're still having fun and doing stuff with the we ponies. Are until i kill you off next week i know well we'll we'll get more on that on the next podcast we might have to do um a little a special, special straight after yeah just so that you get my actual full reaction because give it a week in between and i've forgotten how much agony i was in it's all right i will get a picture of your red face sweating i can't get off the pony <laughs> I, need a, I need a winch so yeah so so stay tuned for that for the next show guys and um, we hope that you enjoy the and rest of this Brad episode yeah and i hope the quality on this is good because we're recording it's been quite a rickety journey Thanks. coming back no not through no fault of amy's driving through no fault of amy's driving she's I do very not safe have horse she does it it's a nice one it's a nice one uh, but no um, i think it's just yeah everything wobbling in the back yeah um so we'll see hopefully that the audio for this will be passable otherwise we'll have to re-record <laughs> we'll see so now thank you for tuning in stay stay tuned in guys because we've got samantha osborne up next and um, we're gonna have a chat to her hear a little bit about her background and then she's also agreed to come on and do some guest interviews for us we're going to be hearing all about the breeze up sales where she talked to emma who was live in hong kong at the time i was saying to you Amy, 
I don't know anything about racing, I didn't know anything about the breeze ups, um, but I found this interview really interesting. There's a little snippet in today's show and the full episode will be released as a special very soon. So yeah, thank you very much for joining us guys. We hope that you've had a good fortnight. As always, please do let us know what you've been up to. We love being tagged in on any photos, get us on all the socials and at the website. So until next week, goodbye from me and Amy. Bye. So today we are super excited to have Samantha Osborne on the show, winner of the Beta International TSM Sponsored Rider Award 2014, Equilibrium Rising Star Competition 2013, the Amy Griffiths Sponsorship Champion 2019, proudly sponsored by Equilibrium Products, Amy Griffiths Photography, Who Prints Limited and the Equestrian Sponsorship Hub 2020. Sam is also an equestrian micro-influencer. She has had numerous years of experience working in racing yards, working for Mount St. John Dressage Stud in the past and being a freelance equestrian equestrian journalist too. She's a show rider and a panel judge up to Hoy's Royal International Horse Show level and most known for success with Stevie's Lad. Hi Sam, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. We just, well, we just heard sort of a very short summary of your long career, but we know you're not that old, are you, for everything that you've done? You've just been in the game an awfully long time. It sometimes feels that way. I'm 32, but with the body maybe of an 80-year-old. But I guess most of us equestrians do expect hip replacements by the age of 40, perhaps, <laughs> and uh, feel the pain of a hobby over the years. Definitely, definitely. We have been here at the Horse Feed UK sort of watching you on Instagram and obviously keeping up with your career and your website and blog and everything else that you do as well for quite a few months. And we just, we just love it. We especially love um, the Mindful Minute Tell us about that, Sam. We know that you've got an amazing career, but how has that come about? So I got my Instagram page uh, at the back end of last year. And obviously with the lockdown time that I've had, the page has grown significantly. It's kind of growing by about 1,200 followers a month at the moment. I mean, I have spent quite a lot of time on it, I guess. I had a little bit of a conversation with Laura Cutter from Equestrian Sponsorship Hub, and she's got a page, so check that out. She's absolutely amazing. I met Laura through Equilibrium Products, who've been my sponsor since 2013. Mm-hmm. And she's just, she's got such an eye, she's, you know, for marketing and coaching, and she, she's just so knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. And she had a look at my page, and she just said that she understood I was in this kind of transition from wanting to ride show horses to then sort of live the childhood dream, which I'd always wanted to do, which was to go into show jumping. Mm-hmm. And she- but at the moment on your page, it's not particularly clear as to who you are and what you do. And she said through her experience and her relationship with me, she said that the things that I know about you, you work really hard. You're really grateful for everything that you get. We know that you do a lot of work on mindset stuff and you need to be putting that across on your page yeah. and making it more relatable. My followers are, are genuine, I guess. She said she talked about, I guess, inspiring people or letting people understand that if they do work full time and they've got a lot to juggle, you know, they're not on their own with that. And to sort of reach out to people who I guess are similar to me rather than just any audience. I changed my bio because originally I just had links to sort of my other pages and things like that. And um, yeah, I put in about being a teacher and about sort of mindset, my location, just a little bit more information about me really, because Laura's perception of it was I had a lot of photos that were just me on pretty horses wearing sashes with rosettes attached and I guess it didn't it didn't really tell a story it didn't have much depth 
it looks so, really good and it's very eye-catching to see um, and you and you know and obviously people enjoy seeing that sort of thing but yeah exactly you sort of only seeing that very very final product and it's like wow people looking at like I could never do that it's so aspiring you look so good when you're there like you say with the sashes and the rosettes but I don't think people understand the journey of getting to that one photo at the end of all that hard work absolutely and I think Laura sort of understood I worked with Mindful Riders a little bit last year they sponsored me and Brian Smart the racehorse trainer his daughter Beth um, I did a little bit of work with her as well with kind of sports psychology things and the recent vlog that I did on my page for my five-day challenge I referenced five books and some of those are the books that she recommended to me so this sort of idea of the mindful minute I guess came about through Laura's direction and, and kind of suggesting that and, and doing them as highlights. So I started this week. So there's only one on there at the moment, but I've pre-recorded about six or seven ready. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, we'll see how it goes. A lot of people after the, the video that I did said, thank you so much for that. I had a lot of direct messages just saying they could relate to things or that they didn't realise. And I think the same happened, to be honest, when I did my Kissing Spine blog for Blue. Um, and I did that for Equestrian Life magazine, but I also published it on my own website as a blog. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'd had this really tricky experience with this horse that and photos and, and videos and what people saw of him, of what I chose to put out there. He looked like a lovely horse and I was it was plain sailing, but obviously the journey was really difficult, really testing. He was... He was a handful. I had I was really, really struggling financially and, and for support and just trying to juggle everything. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's how the sports psychology stuff came about, really. Um, and I guess a lot of that is outlined in the blog of all the difficulties that I had with the horse. And I, I didn't choose to share those really until about November or December time last year. Yeah. So I thought moving on from that, let's get a little bit more real with this. It's kind of it's okay for things to not be perfect or, you know, if, if you have a set idea of what it is that you want to do, if, if you end up on a different track, you know, sometimes that happens, it's fine and you haven't failed as such. It's just, I guess you've got to, whatever's meant to be is meant to be, isn't it? So I thought the Mindful Minute would help people with maybe some tips and strategies of things that I've learned. And, you know, by no means do I profess to be an expert or perfect because, I, I'm re- I have to really work hard at it and things have been really challenging over the last few years I, I do genuinely have anxiety um, and I just guess I wanted to help other people because I guess I know what it feels to be like in the equestrian world with difficulties and challenges and just with a, a professional career even just being a woman if you know that we were expected to struggle so much so it was to just reach out to people and offer them a tiny little bit of help because I was so grateful last year for any tiny little bit of help that I got whether it be a a small tip a a reading suggestion a sponsor anything at all I was just so so grateful for that and amazing and I do think it's so brave what you're doing because from the you know like you just said you you have had anxiety in the past and I think it's something that a lot of people battle with definitely but on the surface sort of just from Instagram and and even sort of from your career because you're known as a confident and very competent rider so I've never come across I don't think to anybody watching you sort of with a horse at all and so I definitely think to sort of hear that from somebody like yourself that has got such an amazing career and yet even so sort of these feelings and intrusive thoughts they can get the better of absolutely anybody sort of no matter what level you that you're at and so for you to come forward and to be brave enough 
to be honest and to be genuine and to tell people sort of how you're feeling and what you're going through it's an amazing thing that you're doing because for any other everyday rider it's like, oh god well somebody that's had an amazing career like you that does so much with horses you still have days like this so it, there's nothing wrong with me feeling the same way and the fact that then you're giving hints and tips to people on how to cope I find it really useful definitely in the feedback from everybody else it seems they've been so grateful yeah I think I just wanted to to put out there that I know it's not necessarily the easiest of sport it may just look like you kind of trot round a ring but it's really not um, and we, we do expect a lot yeah. so it, it you know there's a lot more to it I guess than meets the eye and if you've already done a week at work and then you're facing bathing and plassing up and whatever else on Friday night at nine o'clock when you're tired before you've driven all through the night and you know and then given several hours of working in and things it can be really high pressure and I guess I just wanted people to know that it, it is possible it is doable even if it seems hard I mean I come from a single parent low-income background I'm on a DIY livery yard mm-hmm. I work full-time I get literally free horses from racing yards I don't get designer label ponies by any stretch and I guess I'm living proof in that respect that an amateur can do it you know on your own with yeah. somebody's cast off horse that they don't want anymore mm-hmm. it is doable but yes it is difficult yeah. but you, you do need to live your dreams and and if you believe in yourself which I guess a lot of it is mindset then you can do it I I'm working with the mindset stuff at the moment because my next challenge to go into the show jumping world which obviously it's it's a really big change stepping outside of my comfort zone I feel good about it so far I do feel a little bit scared but I guess if you don't feel anything then it's probably not important to you After this short break, we're going to be back with Sam, only this time she's been our guest host. You're going to get a sneak peek of the interview with Emma covering the Breeze Up sales live from Hong Kong. Arena Northwest is the UK's premier free equestrian magazine. Did you know that it's free to download over at arenanorthwest.co.uk? Check it out today, the latest interview with Frankie Dettori. I wondered if you could just introduce yourself to begin with for our listeners. Hi, I'm Emma. I'm 24 and I'm originally from Yorkshire, but for the last five and a half years, I've been living in New Zealand. What I do is I ride racehorses, basically. I've ridden them at the races as a jockey. And what I've been doing for the last couple of years is traveling them back and forth from New Zealand to Hong Kong twice a year. So you're currently in Hong Kong now and you've just been there for the Hong Kong Breeze Up Sales. Could you explain to people who are perhaps not involved in the racing industry what the Breeze Up Sales are and a little bit about your trip and your journey and experience so far there? So a Breeze Up essentially is just a showcase of the horse. Um, The ones we bring are three years old and they've been preparing for this since they were yearlings. So... Our big finale day is on breeze up morning. We take them out, we canter round, and at the top of the straight, we go as fast as we can, (laughs) show them off, really. There'll be a lot of prospective owners and the trainers there who'll watch them, and it all gets videotaped, and then a week later, they go through a sail ring. So based on their performance at the breeze ups and on their breeding and how the trainers have watched them perform in their training for the four weeks that we're here depends on how much money they make 
And so the horses that you took this time, um, one of them made top sale, is that right? And, and what did he yes. end up going for? He topped the sale. He went for 7.2 million Hong Kong dollars, which wow. is basically 720,000 pounds, I think. Insane. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully he'll be able to win that back, compete for that amount of money. And so what made him so special to go for that amount of money? He had an exceptional breeding page and he was just a perfect specimen of a horse, really. He's really nicely put together. Um, they get very, very intensely vetted before they come here. They do um, several vettings at home. They get vetted twice here, every single x-ray and scan done on them you can think of. So he passed all that with flying colours and his breeze-up was by far the best. It's really good prize money in Hong Kong, which is why um, the racing is so competitive over here. And I horses see. from all over the world will travel here and he just really stood out. And he's probably a natural athlete of a horse, really. So everything okay. anyone was looking for. And so what preparation did you have to do between the horse landing in Hong Kong and the day he breathed? That must have been sort of a lot of responsibility. You must have been under quite a bit of pressure and yeah. quite stressed about that. We brought 12 horses with us this time and they land. They landed in the middle of the night and they land and they come into a quarantine facility for two weeks. So that just means they're kept separate from the other horses in Hong Kong. We have a little special barn for us but we still get to exercise them every day, obviously. All their temperatures are took and very intensely monitored because they can obviously be bringing disease with them and they don't obviously want that to get to any of the other horses. So once they've done two weeks and everything's clear, we move over to the main complex where all the other horses in Hong Kong are kept. We have another barn there. We do a week there. So we have a practice breeze on about the Wednesday so we can go take them out we don't go very fast in that we just give them a nice look around this is what this is where you'll be in a couple of days boys a little practice <laughs> run make iron out any kinks and make sure we're happy with the pairings because they do it with a mate so we breeze up in twos make sure everything's happy there and then two day two three days later they do their breeze up so if you were trying to sort of put that into perspective for somebody who maybe hasn't galloped a racehorse before what, what would we be talking miles per hour are we, are we kind of thinking about 40 miles an hour here or faster yeah, probably slightly under that but I think it's about that and just to give people an idea of of how fast you're going on these horses are, are you breathing over about two furlongs yeah. or so is it and, and how quick per sec per furlong are they going per furlongs roughly 200 meters and we try to hit 10 seconds for the last furlong. Which must feel amazing. It must be such an adrenaline rush, such a buzz. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It's um, definitely the best feeling and it makes all the work you've put into them worth it. You just try, try and enjoy it run while you're doing it because that's what you spent the last couple of years preparing them for. Of course, and such a privilege to sit on such expensive animals and, you know, you must feel great that people trust you to manage a team and such valuable horses and you know that that says a lot about your ability as well so that's a credit to you thank you <laughs> yeah I'm really lucky that I think anyone who works with horses will probably agree you're very lucky to have such a passion for what you do it doesn't really seem like a job more of a lifestyle isn't it 
Absolutely. And you talked about obviously the horse has been in quarantine, but I believe you were also in quarantine for two yeah. weeks as well. So could you talk us through how you found that? I know you were doing lots of press ups and pacing mm -hmm. up and down your hotel room to keep fit yeah. so that you could ride the horses to the best of your ability after the two weeks off. Yeah. So obviously we wouldn't have to do this most years, but with everything going on in the world, <laughs> we were actually meant to come in February and we've been delayed and delayed and finally got here six weeks ago when we flew over two weeks before the horses, whereas usually I'd go on the horse plane with them. So we came two weeks before them and we got fitted with a tracking device. It's quite strict in Hong Kong. They've only had about a thousand cases, which is incredibly good because there's about five million people that live here, I think. But because they're so strict, right. they've done so well with it. So understandably, they didn't want us bringing anything in. We arrived, we got fitted with a tracking device. They tested us. And we got locked up in separate rooms to each other. There's uh, myself and three staff came over with the horse, of course. But yeah, we were definitely ready for out. I was doing lots of walking up and down the room, um, you know, get the body moving. Yeah, like you said, I did a lot of press ups and little ab workouts <laughs> to try and some squats because your muscles just waste so quickly when you're not doing anything. And I think everyone knows when you stop riding for even a week or two weeks you get back on you a bit sore the full interview with our guest host samantha osborne will be released as a bonus special to celebrate our 10th episode that's just two weeks to wait guys in the meantime you can head over to sam's page samantha osborne equestrian give her a like and a follow and check her out up next we're in keeping with the racehorse theme Emily Duff has come on board to do our rider review. She had an issue with Mudrash with her horse Jack, an ex-racer. After that, we're back with your favourite social media shoutouts. We love keeping up to date with you on the socials. Please, as always, tag us in. Let us know what you've been up to. If you've got a ride or a place or a product that you want to review, we want to hear from you. Hello, Horse Feed Podcast. My name's Emily, I'm a 27-year-old equestrian based in Essex and I'm here to talk to you about my favourite equine product. My current horse is a 16.3 thoroughbred called Jack, who I've had now for just about four weeks. Mine and Jack's story is a bit of a strange one, as actually I used to loan him when he was a five-year-old when he'd just come out of race training. Uh, he wasn't quite fast enough. We've had a brilliant few years together competing at a few local shows before I found a love of mounted games and decided to give Jack back to his owner to pursue competing on ponies with the Mounted Games Association with our team North Essex. Then if we fast forward a few years, after a few not quite suitable horses, Jack came back up for loan. Uh, the Jack's owner contacted us and said, did we want him? And I, I was getting to the point where I just thought I might give up horses. And I think he actually came back at exactly the right time. We're now back up and running and I'm now excited to start competing again. For those of you that have thoroughbred yourself, you'll know how sensitive they can be. Uh, so a week into having Jack back with us, uh, he developed quite a nasty case of mud fever, which spread quite quickly over his two hind legs. I tried using the usual wash off, dry and then apply a zinc cream, um, but it wasn't budging and it was actually getting quite bad. Um, so I spoke to a friend who recommended that we tried Equinats Aroma Heal. And honestly, I've never seen such a difference in a horse. 
Aroma Heal is an antibacterial and antifungal ointment that you just have to put on daily, uh, initially just to soften the scabs, and then as the scabs come off, continue to apply the ointment to treat the damaged skin underneath. Within a week of using this product with Jack, I was amazed how how much of the scabs was actually coming off, um, how quickly the skin seemed to be healing, and how happy he was and not sore and sensitive, uh, which is your typical thoroughbred response to anything that is is sore behind or sore in his legs. Um, and so, yeah, I was really, really impressed with it. The reason I love this product so much is that you don't actually have to wash it off before you reapply, which a lot of the treatments you do. Uh, Equina actually discourage you to um, wash off the leg because it all of the wet dry wet dry can cause more damage to the skin so actually all they want you to do is just keep reapplying the Equinat Aroma Hill over the top of its own product and as it's softening the scabs and the scabs are coming away it's then treating the damaged skin underneath. Aroma Hill is a completely natural product so it's really really kind to the skin that I mentioned before and doesn't sting um, and doesn't cause them any discomfort. Uh, the reason I like it so much is that Jack can actually stay out in the field um, and just continue his normal turnout routine um, and he doesn't need to stay in and keep the cream on, let it sink into the skin. I can just go out into the field, reapply the Aroma Hill and he can carry on with his day. I can't believe how quickly that Aroma Hill has worked for Jack. Uh, I'm definitely going to keep this in my first aid box from now on. And it's definitely become my favourite product uh, as it's so quick and so effective. You can purchase Aroma Hill from their website which is Aromi's Natural Products. Um, I actually purchased mine on Amazon um, because I wasn't aware that there was a... Um, a direct website so I purchased mine on Amazon for $18.95 if any of you are struggling to get to grips with my fever then I highly recommend this product um, I really hoped you liked the review on this if you want to ask me any questions on it then please feel free to direct message me I'll leave some contact details for you um, and thank you for listening a big thank you to Emily for coming on the show and doing that amazing rider review. We're always on the lookout for other products, places, shows, anything basically that you guys would highly recommend and would like to review. If anybody's got any questions about today's review, as Emily's already said, she's more than happy to be contacted on Instagram. Emily, which is E-M-L-D-U-F-F. That leads us nicely into our social media shout outs. We're going to be doing Facebook, Instagram and of course, Digital Horse. If you haven't already checked out the Digital Horse platform, it's basically Facebook for horses. A place to put all your horsey goings on that maybe, you know, your friends and family that aren't perhaps as enthusiastic on the old pony fronts as you are, are sick of seeing. It's free to join up. You don't necessarily have to have your own horse. You can just go over there and indulge. So we're going to kick off with Instagram. A big Instagram shout out to Dressage Sisters UK. Check out their Tuesday tips. Absolutely brilliant. And they will be coming on the show very soon. We wanted to give a special mention to Cobblet of Fire. A nasty fall and sort of resting up at the moment. Do feel better soon. 
a big hello to Samantha Osborne Equestrian. Check out her profile. Kelly Sterling Equestrian. We've also got Casper the Connie, Jess and Jasper EQ, Bunny Dotty Venting, Clip Clop Lollipop, Lindsay and Jess, Deborah Ha 83, The Cobbs and Me, Vendy Apparel, Ray the Goth, Online Horse Showing, My 12 to Bear, Defeating Disability, and Kaz.Lu told to fall off. Hi guys, we're loving what you're doing and thank you so much for following us and keeping up to date with the show. Next up, we're going to move on to Facebook. From Facebook, a big hello to Raid Panama. I'm so sorry, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but thank you. You love all our stories and we love knowing that you're enjoying it. Colette Braley, how are you? Kerry Lou Dawson Bell, Lizzie Mayer, Rebecca Arundale, Akeisha Wilkinson, Anna Tanzi. Rebecca Kerslayer, Millie Plum, Julie Worley, Jennifer Wignall, Tyra Parker, Claire Smith, Amber Grantley and Zoe Hill. Hi guys, we're loving seeing what you're up to. Some of you have answered our questions in regards to Equilab, who will be coming on the show very soon. We wanted to know what you wanted to know and you've all been great and we've got loads of suggestions and we will be sending them over this week. So stay tuned for that episode. Next, coming up, we're going to do our social shout-outs for Digital Horse. As we said earlier, if you haven't already got Digital Horse, check it out. So, from Digital Horse, we've got Nima Lean, Rachel Guy, Liz Caulfield, Flo Campbell, Ellie Nathan, Eddie Vincent, Bridget B, Alison Cummingham, Beth Shivers, Hannah Chambers, Jade Marie Perry, Shireen Timms, Digital Horse themselves, please do check them out, Kate Faduru, Jenny Banks, Abby Grief, Emma Wells and Olivia Taylor. Hi guys, we hope that you're all enjoying Digital Horse. Let us know if there's anything that you want to hear on the show. If anybody wants a shout out on the show that's more specific, so you maybe want to thank a riding instructor for some amazing lessons, or you want to say happy birthday to a friend or your favourite pony, all you have to do is DM us and we will try and squeeze your requests in. Until next time, stay up to date on social media, The Horse Feed UK, on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for joining us for episode 9 of the Horse Feed UK podcast. If you're enjoying the show, head over to Instagram and Facebook and like and subscribe. We're always on the lookout for contributors, whether that's show guests or rider reviews. If you've got something to recommend, we want to hear from you. Our brand ambassador search is now live and open at the website. You can enter at thehorsefeeduk.co.uk. To celebrate our 10th episode, which will be in two weeks' time, as we've already said, we're going to be releasing a bonus show with our new guest host, Samantha Osborne. As always, happy riding, let us know what you've been up to, and until next time, stay safe.